Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have a very special guest. This wonderful woman and I have literally run in the same circles for a long time, but have never met. So this is our first time talking. And before we hit record, we have already had such a great conversation. So I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. Haley Luckadoo is joining us today. Haley is a marketing coach. She is a motivational speaker, and she's also the host of her own podcast, the Females on Fire podcast. She focuses on helping women in business fill the gaps in their sales and marketing processes. Who does not need that for real? We all need that in our lives so that we can create better and more profitable strategies that convert into revenue. And she also focuses on empowering entrepreneurs to let go of the things holding them back so that they can step into who they truly are and go after their biggest and wildest dreams. That is just so beautiful. Cannot wait to hear from you, Haley. Today, we're talking all about Clubhouse. So I am pumped to get into that because I have got opinions, y'all. But I'm going to let Haley introduce herself to us and tell us a little bit about her story, how she came to be a speaker, a podcast host, and a marketing coach, because I feel like we have very uh, similar businesses. And so I'm really excited to hear about her journey to get there. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. So how did I get into this? That's a crazy story. And we totally have similar businesses. I cannot believe we have not met before. This is crazy, Um, but so glad we're doing it now. So I actually, I never intended on getting into business. It was kind of a crazy, wild story uh, that I'll try to keep short, but I was about to go into my senior year of college. I was engaged to my high school boyfriend. We'd been together for almost six years and literally a month before the wedding and two months before we went into our senior year of college, he called off the wedding and broke it off. Just totally out of the blue, just ran out on everything. And that same week I got a letter from my college saying your financial aid has been cut. So if you can't come up with all this extra money for your tuition, you can't come back. And literally like, those are the two things that in my mind made up my future the degree, the guy, the family, like all of it. And that was just gone in a week. And after wallowing in it on my mother's couch for like two weeks and practically losing my mind and feeling like my whole life had fallen apart and feeling sorry for myself and all of these things, I knew I had to do something to pay the bills, keep the lights on. So the only skill that I felt like I had was that I had just planned my own wedding. So I started a wedding planning company and started doing weddings for my friends and it really took off and ended up being really successful. And because of that company, I fell in love with business and I fell in love with marketing and I fell in love with social media and all of those things. And so three years in, I started a second company and started doing like virtual assistant work that transitioned into being a social media manager. And that now has transitioned into being a marketing coach. And so I added coaching. I started doing the podcast just because entrepreneurship gets lonely. And then because of the podcast, got into motivational speaking and stepped off my first stage and called my husband and said, this is what I was meant to do for the rest of my life. I just know it. 
And so now it's been going on seven years of just constantly pivoting, constantly transitioning through this business journey. And I love it. I'm still so obsessed with business. So obsessed with marketing. We did close down the wedding planning company just because I wanted to go all in on the speaking and coaching and, and all of these things, but I love it. And it's been a crazy journey to get here and do this, but it's the best work in the world. I love that. Oh my gosh. What an incredible story. Like that's insane. So many ups and downs, (laughs) but I feel like that is, even if people's circumstances are different, I feel like that roller coaster of like getting into the entrepreneurial space. So many people are like unintentional entrepreneurs out of necessity or out of just circumstance. And I love the way that you've taken it and made it so positive and made it so um, exciting. And now you are kind of turning the tables and helping other people reach their goals. So that's such a beautiful journey. I love that. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So to shift gears a little bit into our topic, because the way that you and I finally connected, I mentioned earlier in your introduction that Haley and I have been in the same circles for a long time, but never met. I, I feel like I have, we've heard of each other and like seen each other out and about, but like never connected until we met randomly in a clubhouse room. And for those of you who don't know, clubhouse isn't relatively new as of what, like maybe six months. I don't even know. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's when I found it. I don't know, but it's a new app and it's, I guess I would call it like a social media platform, but that's all audio based. It's, it's literally these rooms that you can join conversations or host rooms and learn from new people and share whatever you want. I mean, I'm sure they have it for personal use, professional use. Obviously you and I use it for business. And that's where we met was in a clubhouse room don't remember the topic. Don't remember how it Not started. a clue. <laughs> it was a while ago that we connected and started <laughs> following each other. And it's just been, it's been so interesting to see this app really take off for some people and some people being really reluctant to hop on board. And so I'm interested to hear your take on it. I personally start, like, I really enjoyed it at the beginning I thought it was kind of weird, but I liked it. I was like, okay, this feels like a live podcast. This feels like a conversational podcast, but like mixed with like a classroom. I mean, there's very little, you know, my whole thing with a lot of, a lot of educational platforms is that like, there's no regulation here. So anybody can say anything. And I feel like there's a lot of bad advice, (laughs) some good advice, but a lot of bad advice. And so I kind of had fizzled out on clubhouse, but when I was on there, I saw huge exponential growth, like in terms of visibility for my, for myself and for my business, but I just couldn't handle the bad stuff. So I want to hear from you because I know that you're still on there and you love it. Tell us like sum up your feelings about clubhouse before we dive into like the strategy behind it. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good question. I feel like I it's funny. You described it as a podcast. I feel like I always describe it like it's a conference, right? because it's an audio only conference because you can go in and out of whatever rooms you want. There are speakers up on the stage talking about different topics and you can literally just leave and go in another room at any time. So it's kind of cool in that regard, but I definitely, I agree with you that there's some bad advice. I've definitely met, not met, but you know, heard my fair share of people that I'm like, okay, we're not, we're not right for each other. I don't like the advice being given. Like, I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. You know, there's, there's always going to be those people. There's, you know, the, the kind of people that you're just like, okay, no, this is not for me, but I do feel like 
it's like any other social media platform in that regard. You've got to have discernment about who you're going to take advice from, who you're going to listen to, what advice you're going to implement, do your own research, like make your own decisions about things. Um, And so if you treat it that way and you really try to find the right rooms and the right people, a lot of rooms are happening regularly. So it's like the same one, same time, same day, every single week. And so if you find those kind of rooms that you can get involved in and, or even host yourself, I think that's when you really find how to use the platform for good, right. And use it to grow your business. And for me, it has astronomically grown my Instagram. It's grown my business. I've gotten so many clients from it. So it's just been a huge game changer for me and it does require a lot of time, but I feel like it's just like Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn in that regard. Like if you're willing to figure out what works and what doesn't and find the strategy in it and then put in that time commitment with the strategy, then you're inevitably going to get the results. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think, I feel like when I was on there, I, a lot of people were struggling with the time management part of it. And they were saying, you know, like, I feel like I get stuck down this rabbit hole of clubhouse. And I was like, well, I I guess for me, well, okay, I'm saying this, but I have to be very cognizant of the fact that I teach time management. So I went into it with the mindset of, I'm going to give it X amount of time and then I'm going to shut the app down. And I think if you don't go into it with that kind of awareness, it can definitely take you down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to be cognizant of the fact that I, I probably have a skill set that other people are working on creating, but yeah, (laughs) uh, I I think that would be like the number one tip on my end is like setting that time limit. And like you said, being really using your discernment and figuring out who you want to learn from. I did a reel on that. Actually, it was really funny on Instagram. I mean, I'm calling my own reel really funny, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I, it was funny for me when I was making it. I don't know if it actually was funny. <laughs> hey, I talk about how I'm funny all the time. So I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I did, I did that real in it, but I think it was relatable. And I think a lot of yeah. people were like, oh yeah, that does make sense. So many people are giving terrible advice. I actually think it was really funny because it was a Shit's Creek audio clip and like, you can't oh, yeah. use, <laughs> you can't use Shit's Creek and not say it's it, like, not say that it's funny. It's just, see, there you weird. go. So anyway, um, yeah, I feel, I feel like that is for sure. One of those little pitfalls, but I would love to hear how you use it to grow your business, how you've seen that change. I will say I, I was pleasantly surprised with how many people would take the conversations off of clubhouse at the Mm -hmm. end, because, you know, if you host a room and, you leave time for Q and a, or it is a Q and a based room and not everybody gets their questions answered. I would always say at the end, like, Hey, if you have a question, just DM me on Instagram. Cause you can't really DM me here. And so many people would follow me over to Instagram. And so I yeah. was seeing that, that growth and people were getting to know, like, and trust me so much faster, but I would right. love to hear like how you're using it to, to get actual clients. Cause that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of, it starts with what you were just saying, right? Like you just got to focus on building those connections. And that's the cool thing about clubhouse is I kind of think of clubhouse now as the top of my funnel. So, you know, I'm a marketer, I'm a marketing coach. Like that's, that's my game is like funnels and sales. And how do we actually get people to buy? Right. And, you know, I don't go into connections thinking, okay, I want to figure out how to make this person buy from me, but when you have that awareness, when you have that top of mind, like, okay, I'm going to treat this like the top of my funnel. That's when you really can kind of see the growth from it. And so I'm treating clubhouse that way. And in my mind, 
they're coming to my rooms or they're hearing me in a room. I'm constantly saying my DMS are always open. Come DM me, come do this, come do that. Inevitably they move over to Instagram. They hit the follow button. I always send my follower, like my new followers, a video message, just thanking them for their follow and asking them how I can support them. So now I've opened the door to the conversation. They usually inevitably respond and say, oh, I heard you on clubhouse. I heard you in this room. You were talking about this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we have a conversation, a real conversation. They know it's really me. It's not a bot or an assistant or anything like that. It's me having conversations with them. And now they're following my content on Instagram. I've told them when my rooms are. So they're coming back to clubhouse and hearing me over and over. And it's building that no like, and trust factor. And so inevitably now they're going, they're clicking on the link in my bio on Instagram and getting on my email list. They're signing up for whatever, you know, freebie I have or whatever I was sort of talking about in these clubhouse rooms and in these DMS. And now they're getting on my email list and they're in my funnel. And so that's kind of how I'm utilizing it is just thinking of it as the top of my funnel and focusing on really building those connections. And so, yeah, it takes time. It takes time to be in these rooms and it takes time to DM people back and have these conversations. But I think by doing this, you're creating an audience, you're creating followers who are already so much more honed in on what you do and what you're good at. And you've already cultivated that relationship and built that no like, and trust factor. So by the time they hop on your email list, by the time they get in your funnel, they're already primed to buy because they know that you're for them. You've already had these conversations and built that no like, and trust factor enough where they know that they're your people. Right. And so that's what I'm loving about it is it feels like the top of your funnel, but it feels so much more like tuned into the right people for me than just throwing a freebie out there and letting anybody grab it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think that's a really smart way to think about it. And actually you said a couple of things I want to touch on. One is how the heck do you have time to send a voice memo or a video <laughs> message to every new follower? I literally just it's pulled a lot. you up on, I pulled you up on Instagram. You've got over 12,000 followers, which is insane. I mean, compared to, I like, I literally look at people with that many followers and I'm like, how do you have time to talk to all of them? Because I'm I- not going to say I don't miss a few. It, they definitely slip through the cracks sometimes, but I found that like, literally if I sit down for 10 minutes a day, I, these are like 10 second videos. They're nothing special. It's really super quick. And it's always the same thing. It's like, hi, so-and-so Haley here. Just want to say, thank you for your follow. Here's something I noticed on your profile that now makes me relatable to you. How can I support you? So it's super quick and 10 minutes a day, just going through the new followers I've gotten. It really works. And I get back these messages that are like, this is marketing gold. Like, I can't believe you do this. And I think it's that extra little step that really makes people go, okay, she's cool. She knows what she's talking about. This is awesome. Yeah, dude, that's genius. I I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally sitting over here. Like, I, I don't even know. I'm sure I miss people's messages to me, let alone like taking the time <laughs> to welcome people in. I love my Instagram people. Don't get me wrong. Like I love them. I just, that's a great idea. I might, I might have to test that out and see if I can't manage it. You should steal it, steal it. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a choice, right? Again, how do you want to spend your time? For me, it's worth it to take 10 or 15 minutes a day out of my schedule every single day 
and do this for my new followers, because I feel like it opens the door to, they didn't just follow me. They followed me. They got a personalized message from me. They feel like I genuinely care. And when I ask, how can I support you? I mean it, whatever they come back with, I'm doing it. I'm following up on it. And I think that and cultivating that relationship is the most important thing that you can do for your business. It's the most important thing that you can do in marketing. And so as a marketing coach, that's what I'm constantly thinking about is how do I get one step ahead of all my competition of everybody else in making myself relatable and building the no like, and trust factor and really cultivating that relationship. I love that. I, I think that is absolute gold for sure. And I think that I, I love that you said you are making a choice of how you're spending your time, because I do think that that's something a lot of people miss is as somebody who works with time management and, yeah. and schedule creation and things like that, especially within my mastermind group, we, we just did this whole exercise, this whole like content call and how to create and craft a schedule that works for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm constantly having to say like, I don't want it to sound negative, but you really can't do it all. You have to choose what you want to do and then do that thing. And that's, I think, a hard lesson to learn. So I love that you brought that up, even in in regards to social media, Clubhouse, Instagram, whatever it is. Yeah. I would love to hear more about like some of the strategies that you utilize within Clubhouse. Like, are you, I know that you host rooms. I host a weekly room as well, but I found that like, when I'm active in other rooms and I'm gaining new traction, that's when my weekly room grows. And when I take time away from it, like my weekly room is tiny and I, I don't, I mean, I have not, I'm going to be completely transparent here. I've not put in the time to like test or, or really think about it any further than that. That was just like a quick observation, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on like some strategy that people can implement in a smart way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good question. And I think you know, it's still new, right? Clubhouse is changing. The algorithms are constantly changing in there. So like whether or not your room is tiny one week or big the next, like it could just be an algorithm thing. Right. And they're about to release it to Android users. So that's gonna, you know, make the platform kind of start booming with new people. And so now is the time to get on and and start testing and start playing and start doing all these things. But I definitely agree with you. I think Um, there's such a strategy to getting in other people's rooms as well as doing your own. And so kind of, you know, going back to that time management piece that we were talking about, it's one thing if you're like, okay, from two to three o'clock, I'm going to go hop on clubhouse, but it, that kind of makes it difficult because you're scrolling through and you're looking for somewhere to go and you don't already have an intention in mind. So if you instead look through the calendar and find rooms that you know you can be of value in. You know that you can ask really great questions or you really want to learn about that topic or you know that you can provide some type of value, some piece of advice that's going to really benefit the people in that room. Put those on your calendar, show up for those rooms. That It's a great way to kind of put in the time blocking piece of it. And when you're in other people's rooms, the cool thing about clubhouse is it's really easy to kind of multitask. So if you're, you know, sitting in a, in somebody else's clubhouse room, you're not a moderator, you just jumped up to speak and give some advice that you think is going to benefit the room. Number one, you're really going to grow that way. But number two, you can be working on something else in the background. So it's not like you have to sit there and stare at your phone and wait for your turn. The only time I really sit there and focus all in on clubhouse is if it's my room and I'm the one hosting it because then I want to give it all my attention. So I do think that 
in terms of the time management piece, it's really easy to multitask when it's not your room and you're still going to grow really well by getting in rooms like that. And it literally just starts with what I just said, getting in a room that you feel like is, you know, of good intent for you that you could speak on or ask a great question in raising your hand, getting up on stage and providing that one little piece of value or asking a really good question. That's going to make the moderators look good. And when you do those two things and you do them over and over and over again, sometimes in the same rooms, those people that are moderating the room, they're going to take notice. They're going to reach out. They're going to say, you know, Hey, thanks for being in the room. Loved this question or glad to see you back in the room. Thanks for coming and providing value. And now you've again, opened the door to those relationships. And now you cultivate that. And when you keep cultivating that, you end up as a moderator in those rooms a lot of the time. And those rooms are exactly what you want to talk about. So Laylee, you love to talk about time management. If you scroll through the calendar on Clubhouse and you find rooms about time management and you hop in there and you raise your hand and you give some piece, some quick, quick win, right? Quick wins are always good. Some quick piece of advice that's going to benefit the whole room. And you keep showing up in that room every week. And you keep giving advice in that room every week. You ask great questions. You don't take up a lot of time. You don't pitch yourself. Then those people are going to notice. And eventually they're going to come back. They're going to say, Hey, Laylee, we've seen you in the room three weeks in a row. You give great advice. Do you want to come co-mod with us? All of a sudden you're a moderator in that room. All of a sudden it becomes a weekly thing for you, right? The same day, same time every week, you can block it into your calendar. You can be really respectful of your own time. You can do other things while you're doing it but now you're a moderator. Now you're, you're open to that brand new audience that you may not have been able to get any other way. And so for me, I'm hosting my own rooms twice a week and kind of playing with doing some more, but I, I co-moderate like 20 something rooms a week because it's just rooms that I kept showing up in over and over. <laughs> And I see your face hearing me laugh. Uh, it's so it's a lot. many. Rooms. It's a lot, but it's, it's really easy for me because I can do the easy work of like checking emails or doing my laundry or something like that while I'm co-moderating somebody else's room. So, and I know exactly what the time commitment is because these rooms have been done over and over and over again. And I'm constantly reaching new audiences because of that and getting to point people back to my rooms, getting people over to my Instagram, again, just opening the door for those conversations and to cultivate that relationship. So I think that was a lot to say that I think the time management piece matters a lot, but it's all about just figuring out what rooms you need to be in versus what time I'm going to spend on the app. And then just getting up on, you're not going to grow if you just sit in the audience. You got to get up on stages, talk, speak, cultivate those relationships, and you'll start to see that growth. Yeah, that's super helpful. Sorry, my face was literally like 20 rooms. What? I'm over here like my one room a week is a lot for me. Uh, Okay. But I love that. That totally makes sense to me. It really does. Um, I totally see the value in it. I'm, I'm, I would love to know how you take, so now that we know like how to actually kind of get our feet on the ground with Clubhouse, how are you getting people to become paying clients off of Clubhouse? Like how are you organically 
growing because I, so I went over and by the way, you guys, I'm going to link this in the show notes. Haley has a free clubhouse blueprint download. And while she was talking, I was downloading it because I was like, (laughs) I have got to see what this genius woman is doing over here. So I'll link that in the show notes for you guys. It's super helpful and really, it's really great. But I I saw when I clicked over there that you doubled your revenue using clubhouse. Like I want to know all the things, how are you getting them off of there and into your wallet. Like yeah, it's your inbox. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, uh, that blueprint has been very helpful. So I do think if you've got, and you know, this is a whole other conversation, but if you've got a great free download or a great opt-in or a great masterclass webinar or whatever it is, that was your lead magnet, making that really, really presentable over on clubhouse that matters a lot. So if you go to like my clubhouse bio, for example, right in those like first three lines, I tell you, I have a free clubhouse blueprint, go download it. And you can D at the bottom of my bio. I say, you can DM me on Instagram, the word blueprint, and I'll send you the link. And so literally I'm constantly getting messages where people are just like blueprint. That's all they say. And I'm like, absolutely. Here you go. Like, here's the link. I hope it helps. And I'm saving those people in my DMS because about a week after they download the blueprint, I'm following up and I'm going, Hey, so-and-so I was wondering if you got a chance to look through the blueprint yet. Did it help you over on clubhouse? How are you loving it? And again, opens the door to that conversation, right? That's what we need to have. I'm, I a hundred percent believe in organic marketing. And as a marketing coach, I don't like to teach paid ads. I don't like to teach you know, some of these like car salesmen, like marketing tactics. I don't believe in that stuff. Paid ads are great. If you use them, that's awesome. But I don't teach it because I don't believe that you have to have it to be successful. I believe that marketing stems from relationships. And if you can form a relationship, then you can get the person to buy. And so that's all it is for me is having that really great free download that they can, that I can point them to on clubhouse that gets them over on my email list. It gets them in my DMS. I'm following up with them. And in these conversations where I'm following up and I'm saying, Hey, how did the free download work out? Did you like it? By the way, I'm also a marketing coach. So if you have questions or maybe you're looking for a coach, anything at all like that, I'd love to chat with you, see if we're a good fit or see if I can be of service to you. And there's that word service. I think when you're constantly showing up and you're saying, how can I support you? How can I serve you? How can I help? Instead of, Hey, I'm a marketing coach. Come join my program. I want to, I want to sell you something, right? Those are two very different approaches. And when I come from a place of saying, how can I help you? You know, let let me see if I can be of service. What are you looking for right now? What are you needing? Where do you feel like you're struggling in your marketing? They're coming back and they're saying, wow, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but here's where I'm struggling, or this is what I've been wondering. And I just, I can't find the answer to this question. And so then it's again, me able to step up and say, okay, here's how I'm going to cultivate this relationship. You know, not that I'm going to give out tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of free advice, but maybe I have a resource I can point them to. Maybe I have a digital download I can point them to. Maybe I have a course. If they are a good fit for my program and I see that, then I say that. I say, hey, you know, not trying to sell you anything, but it does sound like this is what you're struggling with. So come check out the sales page and just see if it resonates with you because we do have the next round coming up on whatever date. And I'd love to see you apply and would love to get a chat with you about this. So it's just constantly opening the doors, but not forcing them to walk through it. 
right? Constantly saying, look here, I'm going to give you this door. I'm going to give you this door. I'm going to give you this door because I just want to help you. You choose which door you want to walk through. And so I think when you have those resources available for people, inevitably you're going to be able to sell them into something. It's just about selling them into the right thing for them and recognizing what that thing is. So I come from a place of not wanting to push people into anything. And literally I am doubling my revenue just from having these conversations on Instagram, just from pointing these people to the clubhouse blueprint, because what's happening is they're downloading it and they're coming back to me and they're saying, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. I just rewrote my bio using your guide in the blueprint and I just booked a client from it. And so then I'm coming back and I'm going, that's awesome. Imagine what you could be doing if we did this together, right? So you're giving them that top of mind awareness of how you can help them. And you're giving them a quick win just from opening the door to these conversations. Wow. You just dropped so much gold. Like I really hope people were taking notes during that. A couple of things I want to reiterate that I think people miss the mark on a lot are the free opt-in, like the lead magnet, whatever it is, and making sure that that's actually quality content. I teach that inside the Creative Educator Academy. And it's something that I think people are constantly surprised at how much of a difference can happen when you up-level that opt-in. I think that, and and also I know that this might be an unpopular opinion for a lot of educators and coaches out there. And I would love to hear, like, be honest on your feedback on this, but I teach that it's okay to have more than one. I I know a lot of people are like, you have to have a webinar and that's your lead magnet. That's your opt-in. And I'm like, "I, I think it's okay to have a download and a webinar and this, because not everything is going to reach somebody in the same way there. I, I, this is total spoiler alert to my own course content, but I teach about the different kinds of learners because I have my background in education and curriculum development. And there are so many different types of learners and not everybody's going to want to sit through a one hour webinar, but not everybody's going to want to read a download. So I I just think you want to hit people and like reach people where they're at and serve them where they are. And so I think that that's like a really big missed opportunity. And I love that you brought it up um, because it's all about getting people off the apps, right? Yeah. And I, to that point really quick, I think that's not to say that you have to go out and create a brand new resource for somebody, right? Take what you already have. If you already have a webinar, cool. Take that webinar, distill it down to a free guide so that the people who want a free guide have that option. If you already have a, you know, quick little like tripwire product, that's like $9 or $19 or whatever, How can you take like one little piece of that and turn it into a free guide or build it out, turn it into a webinar or masterclass or, you know, whatever, a workbook, whatever you want to do. It's not to say that you have to go out and you have to come up with some brand new idea for an opt-in for you to get on clubhouse, take what you already have and figure out how to repurpose that and how to make that work but just have something. If you're going to get on clubhouse and you're going to speak all about time management, you want to have a resource that helps people with time management. You want to have a resource that helps people with what you're talking about. So for me, I talk about marketing. I talk about social media clubhouse is the new thing. So me having a clubhouse guide makes sense, right? So find what makes sense for you. Utilize that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that is something that 
even though I do it and I have, ironically, as you said, I have, you know, my education masterclass and I have a download about it. And then I also have my time management schedule worksheet that I push people to and like uh, provide for people for free. I don't even have a course on that yet. It's coming soon. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But I mean, it's just something that I have available because I want people to be able to get off of that conversation and not have it just dissipate. You don't, I don't want to, I don't want to disappear from their minds. So marketing wise, strategy wise, that's definitely the smart way to do it. But I think what might stand in people's way is that they think it's so much work to create all these new things. And I love that you said it's really not because you're taking something that already exists and you're just repurposing it to serve your audience. Yeah. And I, that's just it. Like use whatever you have. Maybe you take an Instagram post that got you a lot of engagement. People are really loving what you're saying. And in that Instagram post, you had mentioned three tips. Okay. Take that, build it out, turn it into a free guide with like a workbook at the end. Maybe you gave a presentation on something. Okay. Take those presentation slides, turn that into a masterclass or turn that into a workbook or whatever you want to do. Like you literally can use whatever you already have. And I guarantee that if you're listening to this right now, you have something that you could repurpose. I guarantee. Oh my goodness. I love that. I I like how at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, you know what, Haley, we'll chat for like 20 minutes about Clubhouse. It'll be so short, but we had so much to say and you have shared so much valuable content. I'm going to have to have you back for like a part two and just dive into more marketing strategy with you. Cause I love, (laughs) I love talking about this kind of stuff and you are just such a genius. Okay. So I would love to hear, because we know we've got to wrap it up with this question. What's your unpopular opinion on Clubhouse? I'm going to say that you have to spend, because we were talking about this, that you have to spend 24 seven on the app. You don't, you really, really don't. And I think there's a lot of people saying that you do. There's a lot of people who are telling you like, that's what I do. And I grow that way. And don't get me wrong. I spend a lot of time on the app. I just told you that, but there have been weeks where I'm like, you know what? This week is really hard. I can't do all of this. So I'm going to be picky. I'm going to pick and choose what I do. I'm going to cut back on a lot of these rooms for this week. And those weeks, I still grew just as much. I still had just as many conversations. And so I think when you're intentional and when you know what your goals are and you know the steps you're going to take to get there, the amount of time doesn't matter as much as the amount of impact that you make with the time that you have. So if you get in the right rooms, if you only have one hour a week, but you get in the right room and you say the right things and you point people in the right direction, and then you cultivate those relationships and those DMS and those messages and those conversations that are happening because of that room, then you will inevitably grow. The more time you can spend, sure, the better, the faster you're going to grow, but you don't need 10,000 people on clubhouse. You only need one, right? You just need one more person, one more person, one more person to come over to Instagram, to have a conversation with you, to get on your email list, to get in your program. So that's my unpopular opinion. You don't have to spend 24 seven on clubhouse to see success with it or any app for that matter. I love that. I totally agree. Obviously, since I'm not, since I'm not spending a ton of time on them, that's super helpful. Thank you so much, Haley. You're amazing. We're, I'm going to have to have you back on the show because you're just incredible. I can't wait. I'm here for it. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was awesome. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.